Hello there and welcome. Now, let's talk about waiting for the perfect moment to arrive. It may not give you a clear idea when you say you could wait a lifetime and that moment will never present itself because, you know, saying a lifetime will not give you the clear perspective that it will never arrive. And so think of it this way, because when you give it a tangible period of time, you will be able to grasp just how long it could take. So let's say you decide that you're going to do something, but not now, maybe, maybe in an hour, maybe later today, maybe tomorrow. And, you know, tomorrow arrives and then maybe in an hour, maybe tomorrow, and then the next day arrives, and then this weekend, and then this weekend arrives, and, you know, the perfect moment just doesn't present itself, and then you keep pushing it, and then next week turns into next month, and then it, it, it fades away, it becomes so vague that you just lo lo no longer can you grasp it, and then next month arrives and then six months pass by and then a whole year has passed and then the next and then you know what should have been in an hour or tomorrow has taken three years and you didn't even start you just you know you kept it at a distance before you and it remained at that distance and the more you walk towards it, it kept moving with you. And then, you know, the, the perfect moment just didn't present itself for you to just make that step and do that thing. So, you know, the thing about the perfect moment is that it does not happen often. It almost never happens. And... You need to realize that you have to act during bad times when it's not appropriate to act, when it's not a good time for whatever it is that you have in mind, because it almost never is a good time for you. It almost never is the right time to do what you have in mind. The world is filled with things that demand your time, your attention, and they, they have presence that is, let's say, putting what you want to do down. And the more you allow them to take priority over what you want to do, the more they will put you down and put down what it is that you want to do. So... You need to mess up, let's say. You need to go ahead and do it, even if it's not a good time. Even if you're not ready. Even if you're gonna do it so terribly wrong that it's gonna embarrass you. Because that's part of the process, you know. You can't just start something and it, it will turn out perfectly as you imagined them. Usually, the vision that you have for the thing that you want to do 
is let's say a perfect um, image and it's like the the ideal state of how it's supposed to turn out but then you do it and it doesn't turn out as glamorous it turns out you know it's it's touched by reality and it's it's touched by your lack of ability or experience or knowledge and that's okay you can't gain experience unless you do it badly and then the next time it's like a spiral you know you spiral you spiral outwards so you do it in let's say you do it 35 percent accurate and then the next time it's 38 and then the next time it's 45 and then the next time it's 50 percent and then 60 percent and you know you keep spiraling outwards the more you do it but if you think of it as each individual individual uh, attempt as lacking because let's say sure you've been doing it several times and it's it's still far away from 100 percent uh, uh, ideal let's say but that's if you look at it individually you're gonna be feeling bad because it's not good but if you look back and think well yesterday i didn't do it as badly the day before it was way worse and even if they're all equally bad let's say you've gained knowledge so this time around you've got more experience and more information and you could work faster maybe you could do something with a better understanding of it so it could really take away from you if you just wait for the perfect moment and that perfect moment will not happen and then you're gonna end up with what you're gonna end up with regrets that you should have tried that you shouldn't have waited and you know it's it's better to try and realize the reality of it than it is to not try and here's a better way of putting it if you don't take a chance then your probability of failure is guaranteed you will fail because you didn't try but when you go ahead and give it a chance and try you might make it you might fail but you also could make it and there is a huge um interval there's a huge gap between definitely not gonna make it and might make it so you know you shouldn't wait for the perfect moment you should just go ahead and give it a chance and make the time for what you want to do so you know it's okay to make mistakes in fact making mistakes is essential to progressing and becoming better and you will definitely make a lot of them um, when you decide to go ahead and let's say not wait for the perfect moment you go ahead and do your best or do medi do your mediocre capacity let's say and that's really okay i mean 
God, it's way better than not doing anything and just waiting and just thinking about it and just letting it eat at you. Should I do it? What would happen if I do it? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? And would I feel really embarrassed if it's bad? Well, that's okay to, you know, embarrass yourself and do something because that's that's a step to you becoming uh, more capable of, let's say, not embarrassing yourself because many times it's going to not it's not going to be good but then maybe one time after several several tries it's going to be so good you're going to be like finally all all the all the mistakes i did all the uh, failed tries that i took they're they're starting to pay off and i assure you everyone that made it in some field have made more mistakes than anyone else probably because you know they 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 weren't like i'm gonna try this and then boom they're good at it that almost never is the case and even in the rare occasions that it is the case i assure you people who keep making it and people who keep succeeding have a lot of um let's say bad uh, tries and bad trials and uh, hardships let's say um, errors in their closets and one thing they all have in common i bet is none of them were like sitting around waiting for the perfect moment and it presented itself to them and they were like all right fine you're here i'll do it no they they went ahead and did it they they created the chance and they created the time to do what they wanted to do all right moving on i want to talk about extremes and moderation a lot of times when people talk about something they tend to go for extreme measures let's say even when they're not aware of it so they choose to align themselves with one side or the or another rather they choose to align others with one side or another is someone a good person or a bad person that's it is someone smart or stupid that's it and that's such a low resolution way of looking at things and it's a dangerous way of looking at things especially when it comes to people and especially so when you when it comes to looking at yourself now it's so crucial to be moderate and high resolution let's say i'll give you an example so let's say you are presented with a problem now what is the problem you need to talk about it in details and not give it a template treatment meaning well does it make you happy then go ahead and do it does it make you uh, miserable or sad all right stop doing it it's like you just want to get rid of yourself or rather you want to get rid of handling yourself and it's like yeah if it makes you feel good just do it if it makes you feel bad don't do it um if it's smart do it if it's if it's stupid don't do it well you can't 
just treat yourself in such a manner unless you don't care about yourself and unless you don't care about the person or persons who present you with such things and usually this thing happens not in decision making but also in conversations so you talk to people and and this happened with me so often and so many times you you know you talk to someone and then you tell them or rather you discuss a situation or um a circumstance let's say and they just present you with extreme uh, solutions yeah that's a mistake that's that's not a good thing and they don't listen and i'll i'll give you an actual example so i was once sitting with uh, let's say someone i'm not going to mention my relation to this person and uh, we decided to talk about philosophy and well rather it started with talking about uh, what books we were reading and the moment i said i'm interested in philosophy the person said oh be careful philosophy is such a terrible field and you know that's before we go any further that's such a low resolution uh, mentality it's like they want to cancel philosophy they want to cancel thinking about the subject in fact they want to cancel what you're talking about altogether and you know i could have replied with a low resolution answer as well and i was like yeah you know what it's fine and because i don't care about their uh, approval i don't care about whether or not they think anything of philosophy but i decided to give it a high resolution perspective let's say and i said why is that i mean who who are the philosophers that made you think this way what are the subjects that made you think philosophy is bad and obviously that's impossible to say just philosophy is bad because let's say every person every existing human being has a, a form of philosophy in them everything has a certain philosophy to it but let's that's not the subject i digress so i asked that question and they said well you know philosophy is uh, against religion and this person made me get the idea that he he or she is a religious person and i said well why is that Let, let's talk about the content of the philosophy let's say that made you think this way and we did um we did go to i mentioned uh, nietzsche's works and said um well i i read a lot of nietzsche and i even read a lot of carl jung but i mentioned that later so i said i read a lot of nietzsche and he was like oh be careful you're gonna you're you're not gonna you're let's say how he said it if you, be careful or you're gonna leave the grace of god he put it in such a weird way for me that made me like what the hell are you talking about and he said be careful oh nietzsche is such a bad person you shouldn't read for him and i was like why are you saying this uh, and i presented a few um, like i had a few things in mind uh, when talking about nietzsche and i said well i read uh, thus spoke zarathustra and in the book he discusses uh, 
the human and the superhuman and the ideas behind those and I didn't want to talk to this person about what Nietzsche meant when he said God is dead and we killed him because I felt that will be taken in a literal manner like he meant that he's uh, you know he's he's literally killing God which is not the case obviously he said it in such a um, a sad and uh, scared voice let's say anyway so I said well there are a few things in his works that are really interesting and I mentioned uh, like there is there was this person in uh, thus spoke Zarathustra that uh, Zarathustra says is a reverse cripple he was a tiny man and a lot of people were around him and they were admiring him because he had uh, a huge ear or two big ears and Zarathustra said I don't see how you and obviously I'm not phrasing it correctly so Zarathustra says um, this is a reverse cripple he might have one distinctive characteristics but everything else about him is uh, lacking is below average so he he might have one thing but he's bad at all the other things and so I, I actually discussed this with this person and you know I tried to give it such a high resolution um, idea so that this person could understand uh, philosophy better or maybe have a better understanding understanding of it but uh, you know this person kept giving me low resolution uh, responses like no no just be careful I'm like I just gave you an, an example and you're like just be careful why should I be careful and then they said because then if you read too much philosophy and you decide to repent to God then you're you will not be accepted and that's when he said not ex accepted in the grace of God and that kind of I, I, I wouldn't say it blew me away it just made me sad that people keep giving so many things low resolution uh, images let's say and, and I'll, I'll go in depth about what I mean by low resolution and high resolution in a minute so he said that and I was like I thought no that's wrong um, when you repent there is no criteria because you repent then it's done you can't say well if your mistake on a, is on high magnitude then you will not be accepted if you repent unless you hurt someone else and in this case you hurt, you hurt no one so I, I, dis I disagree with you and I don't think in the first place that reading philosophy or reading uh, Nietzsche's work is um, a defiance to God and you know while I kept trying to get this person to increase his resolution of um, thoughts let's say I sadly couldn't uh, do that he remained in his low resolution ideal that no philosophy bad you know it's like and I'm sorry for saying this it's like uh, why say many words when when few words do trick you know and this is a reference from the office um, so here's the thing people don't just do this with topics that they don't understand and let's say in this example it was philosophy they do it with their lives they do it with their relationships they do it with their own personal um, 
affairs with their own selves, you know, and here's the reason I said low resolution and high resolution. So let's let's say you're looking at at a thumbnail, a really tiny image, maybe um, 100 pixels by 100, you know, just so small. And if you try to increase the size of it, let's say, zoom in, all you're going to see is pixels, you're not going to see anything clear. And looking at that will not help because you can't just, you know, grasp the details of it. Yet when you give it like the thumbnail, this tiny image, when you make it high resolution, 4K, let's say, you know, now, when you look at it, you've got all the details, it's rich, you have the background, the, the foreground, you have the content in the image. And, and I love that the image I have in mind right now, and this is just another example, is um, the landscape with the fall of Icarus. Now, I actually have this uh, printed in my room and I love looking at it. So. The landscape with the fall of Icarus, um, it's a painting in oil on canvas. Uh, I think, uh, like, it's right now the original is in the Royal Museums of Fine Arts uh, in Brussels. Um, so, in this image, you have so many things going on. You have, let me see, you have a farmer working the land, you have a fisherman, you have. Um, you know, a landscape of a city in the distance, and you have uh, like one guy with, uh, like he's a shepherd with a lot of sheep and he's minding his business. And then to the side, um, in the ocean, there is Icarus. He fell from the sky and now he's drowning. And I think he's dead at this point. Like he, he died and he's drowning. And like even the fisherman who's the closest to Icarus, He's just minding his own business, trying to fish. And, you know, if you look at the landscape of the fall, uh, with the fall of Icarus, you're not going to see anything. If it's a thumbnail, let's say. Literally, all you can see, like, the only thing you can distinguish is there's a, a farmer and there's a ship. That's it. And that's basically what I mean by low resolution and high resolution, is that you need to give the details of your life of yourself a high resolution uh, perspective high resolution uh, point of view and well there are a lot of things in our lives that should be given the low resolution treatment you know when you meet a stranger outside and you're just like saying good morning you're not going to be like paying attention to what they're wearing. You're going to pay attention to the wrinkles on their faces and then assume how old they are. Or, you know, you're not going to be going all Sherlock Holmes on them. That deserves low resolution uh, treatment. But the things that matter in your life and the things that, let's say, the way you compose yourself, that deserves high resolution treatment. You know, I mean... I mean, God, you go on living your life numb. You just try not to think, you try not to be present, and your mind is always elsewhere. It's because of that. It's because you're 
not seeing anything in high resolution, everything around you is just like mundane and boring and lacks richness and it lacks color and it lacks substance. So, you know, and there will be times when giving the, the high resolution treatment will fail. Like, especially like the example I gave with the, the person I sat with and tried to talk about how philosophy is way deeper than just like philosophy is bad. And I failed. I mean, I couldn't convince them, but I did my part. And this now let's go to the next subject. Now, you can't control what people think of you. You can't control what people decide to choose or what they choose to, let's say, what they decide to believe or think. But you can only control yourself. And there is so much freedom, power, and relief, and peace also, and realizing that you can only control yourself, your actions, your thoughts, and what you do. I mean, think about the many things that bother you, the things that stress you out and cause you anxiety. Now, how many of those things are actually outside of your control? How many of them are caused by factors that you can't control maybe it's other people maybe it's um you know it's left for them to decide what to do and if they do what you wish for them to do then you're going to be happy and you're going to be the happiest person on earth but if they don't do what you wish then you're going to be miserable or sad or your life will be left in ruins for you to pick up and decide to do, you know, fix. Now, the freedom that comes with realizing that you are only in control of yourself, here's, here's the mindset behind it. So, you can only control yourself. You can only, you, you can't, so if there's an input and output, you can only control yourself, but you can't control the result of what's going to happen. And you can't control what others do or decide to do. So the peace that comes with it is that, you know what, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do, I'm going to do my best to my own convention, what I think is right. And I'll leave the rest to, let's say, to the results. So the outcome is not my responsibility. My responsibility is what I do, what I in what I give, what input I provide. And if others take it the wrong way, if they um, see it in a manner that is not the reality of it, that's not on me. And that's not going to control how I feel. It's on them, not me. And here's the beauty of it. So let's say things don't work out the way you want them to be. And sure, that example is not an accurate representation of it. But so you talk to this person about your ideas and they take it the wrong way. And they're like, no, you're wrong. And this is bad. Well, you can't control them. It's not your responsibility that they think it's bad. So it's, it's freeing to think, well, I did my part and it's not on me that they decided to go that way or think that way. 
so it's really it's really wonderful to start to implement this in your own thoughts and your own behaviors that I can't control others I can't control what they think or what they decide I can only control myself and I'll do my best to my knowledge to the best of my knowledge and I'll do my part and then you know so even when what I do is lacking or I'm making mistakes or I'm not as good as I wish to be then I can work on that but I can't work on what others think or do like I can only wish and wishing doesn't really help either and and, and putting effort into wishing and praying while it makes you feel better it doesn't do anything on those you wish that they would do what you want them to do but yourself well yeah you can work on that you can the energy and time you put into yourself and working on yourself that pays off and that makes you a better person and that will attract better let's say better people and better environments towards you and even saying better is low resolution you know what i mean and let, this is the high resolution treatment what i mean more people and environments that are more aligned with your own ideals your own thoughts and your own behaviors because what you do and what you provide will eventually reflect on it on your surroundings and you know uh, you so let's say let's say you are just one person but you're not just like a speck of dust in a desert no so you're one person and this, this is the beauty of us humans so you're one person in a in a network and what you resonate what you do and you bring will resonate in the network around you so the more you act as yourself or as you wish to be the more this this resonation will be in tune with what what you want it to be so yeah focus on yourself and focus on that and the fact that you can only control that you can only control yourself what others decide what they think what they take from it that's on them and so if you let's say reflect on your actions and you think well i'm not doing as well as i want to be to be doing then you can work on that if you're not composing yourself the way you want to compose yourself you can work on that and if you're not you know where you want to be you can work on that but you know if others are not helping you get there that's not in your control to change if others are not receptive of what you're saying or doing that's not for you to change you can't do anything about it so yeah it's really it's better oh my god i keep going to it's better which is a low resolution in my in this narrative let's say so it's it's way more effective and relieving and it brings you peace to decide to focus on what you can do on on yourself and not others and yeah i'm not gonna beat on this more than i already did thank you for listening i'll talk to you next time